0: Welcome to Weight Loss And, where we delve into the world of weight loss. I'm Jim Hill.
1: And I'm Holly Wyatt. We're both dedicated to helping you lose weight, keep it off, and living your best life while you're doing it.
0: Indeed, we now realize successful weight loss combines the science and art of medicine, knowing what to do and why you will do it.
1: Yes, the AND allows us to talk about all the other stuff that makes your journey so much bigger, better, and exciting.
0: Ready for the end factor? Let's dive in. Here we go.
1: Welcome. This is episode number one. This is our very first episode for weight loss. And I'm so excited, Jim. This is it. We've waited a long time for this.
0: It's a long time in coming, but I'm excited we're actually doing it.
1: I know, I know, I know. We've made it through all the technical stuff and now we get to just have some fun. We've been wanting to do this really for a long time. We've talked about it for a long time, but actually it's happening. First times are always fun too. Just so much possibility, so much opportunity, just exciting to finally get it going. I'm Dr. Holly. This is Dr. Hill. We are going to be doing this podcast together. We have worked together for over 25 years.
0: Yeah, it may be more than 25. Which,
1: that's crazy. That's a crazy long time. It's a
0: long time for uh, collaboration to work.
1: Definitely. Very rare in the academic world. I don't know if uh, many people stay together working together for that long or not, or they move on. I don't know, but it's worked. It's worked for us. So I'm excited. Do you remember, I wrote this down. Do you remember the first time we met? I think it was back in around 1995. So we're going to date ourselves right there. 1995 is, I think, the first time we met in person. Do you remember that?
0: Yeah, I do. I remember it very well. It was in the mid-90s, so 95 sounds about right. At that point, you were looking for a mentor for your Enderkin Fellowship. We were both at the University of Colorado, and you had talked to several people. You decided you wanted to do research, and so you were talking to several people to see who you thought you might want to work with for your fellowship, and I remember you came in. With this bizarre idea that you wanted to study the Atkins diet, this was before anybody really applied science to the popular diets. And quite frankly, at that point, I hadn't studied the Atkins diet. But to me, I thought it's a you know it's another uh, it's another fad diet out there. But the thing that was different is you actually wanted to bring science to it. And even though I didn't think it was uh, a great diet, and I didn't think it was going anywhere. You actually came in with an interesting way of thinking about how you would study it.
1: Well, I remember that I was very much into low carb Atkins diet. I told my ideas were totally wrong. They were totally wrong, but you didn't shut them down is I think what I really, really appreciated about it. So many people kind of shut it down and said, "What? Well, why would you want to study that? But you were more like, okay, if we were going to study that, how would you do it? Which I thought was very refreshing. And that was something that I love. But here's what else I remember. I don't know if you're going to remember this, Jim. But we also we talked about so many different things, and we talked about something, and I said you were wrong. You were wrong. We were talking about right brain, left brain. It's weird. I have this this up here right now, which is a right brain and left brain. We started talking about right brain, left brain, and you were absolutely wrong. I don't even remember what you were wrong about, but you were wrong about something. And we had this conversation, and I even after the interview, it was an interview, you know. And here I am telling you, you're wrong about something. Uh, I even sent you something. But what I loved was not a big deal, right? You were like, we could talk about it. We could discuss it. It wasn't a big deal. And I would say that wasn't our last time that we've ever disagreed on something. So I just remember that. And that, I think that first interaction has been so critical just as kind of how our work relationship has just continued over the years.
0: But that's actually the way science should work. I mean, if you take our topic of weight loss There's so much we don't know, so why should we be agreeing on everything? We should be disagreeing. And it's okay to be wrong. I've had a lot of hypotheses that turned out to be wrong, and then you do the study, and you learn something, and you sort of reassess, and you move forward.
1: Yeah, and sometimes hard for academics to say I'm wrong, right? For some reason, then they think they have, that's gonna mean something that, you know, and my gosh, it was so refreshing. And just that, you know, when you really are in the science world, there's a lot of things we don't know. And there's a lot of things we do get wrong. And that's okay. And that's really why I think this partnership has worked so well. And I remember I went back and said, I did my interview and we argued about this and he was wrong about this. And they're like, you told him that? And I'm like, yeah, I told him that. And Jim, you had no problem with that. I think one thing to say is we were at University of Colorado for about 22, 23 years together. and We've now been at UAB for five years. What would you say about that? I always think that's, people always get a lot of questions.
0: Yeah, well, you know, we had a great run at the University of Colorado. We created a great research group. We started the Anschutz Health and Wellness Center, which has become a model for health and wellness. And I think we were both looking for another opportunity. And again, I think the opportunity to come to the University of Alabama at Birmingham was interesting. In many ways, we went from the lean estate, right, Colorado, to the, well, let's just say the not lean estate in Alabama. Right. right. And I think it's created some interesting opportunities.
1: Yeah. You know, uh, you convinced me to come out here and just explore the possibility of moving from the University of Colorado to the University of Alabama, and I will say that it's been a great opportunity, and I think the faculty here and just the possibilities, the opportunities really is a powerhouse for research and doing some of the things we want to do, and yeah, we went from the leanest state to the not leanest state, but in that, there's a lot of opportunity around that too.
0: Yeah. And, you know, we were very comfortable and sometimes it actually helps if you're sort of forced to move out of your comfort zone. And I think in many ways, this move was a good thing because it actually forced us to uh, be a little uncomfortable. And you're going to hear over and over in this podcast, that's actually a good thing to be a little uncomfortable.
1: Totally, totally. And it definitely, the move was definitely a little bit uncomfortable for me, but I am actually glad I did it. And Now we have this podcast, and that's really what I'm excited about. I love to create new things, and having the opportunity to do that is great. So first question, Jim, why are we doing this podcast? Why are you doing the podcast?
0: Well, you and I have talked about that a lot, Holly, and I'll tell you, from my perspective, and again, as I tell people, I'm way closer to the end of my career than the beginning, and that's all I'll say about that. But I've spent my career in science, really learning things, not always being right. But every study, ha- I've learned something. And I've done hundreds of research studies. And I'm at a point in my career where I want to apply some of that to help people. Um, we don't know everything about how to lose weight and keep it off. But I think we know more then we're really communicating to the public. And the exciting thing about, to me, about this podcast is we can take what we've learned from science, what we've learned from helping a lot of people lose weight. And I think we can try to give people some information that in the long run is going to help people be more successful. So what about you? Why are you doing it?
1: Well, I agree. I agree. We can do that. And I think it's a, it's a, messy topic. I'm going to talk about, we're going to talk probably about that in a little bit. It's messy, but I think we can add some clarity to it. You know me, I love to create. I have never been, I've always been one of those people. I've got to be doing something new. I've got to be creating something. And then I love to have impact. I love to feel like moving the needle, you know, pushing ahead a little bit, helping people. I've never been one of those that like to put my information in a paper and publish it and then just leave it alone. I like to take that and then put it out there some way. And I think this podcast gives us a way to do that, to take all these years that we've been doing this because we've been talking about obesity and body weight regulation and weight loss for almost 30 years now, way before, I always say way before it was cool, way before it was cool to, to be in this field, we were thinking about it and, Yeah, I think this podcast just gives us that idea, just the potential for being able to bring it out there in a new creative way. And then, you know, I love the topic. So, you know,
0: we don't have all the answers, but we have some answers, I think.
1: Yeah, we have some answers. And I think it's important that we say we don't have all the answers and we're open to the idea that we don't have all the answers we don't have to be right which is what attracted i think this this relationship in the beginning is it was okay to have a differing opinion it was okay to be wrong and you were wrong jim and i always point out when you're wrong and you point out when i'm wrong and i that's what i want this podcast to be about that we can say that it doesn't have to be perfect we don't have to know everything i have nothing to prove is what i like to say
0: you're wrong occasionally holly
1: i am wrong i am wrong but so are you right and uh But how many times do scientists and academic doctors, they, for some reason, it's really hard for them to say, you know what, I might be wrong, or this was wrong, or I've changed my mind or anything. It seems like we can't do that, that that's part of the, if you're in the academic world, you have to be behind what you believe 100%, and it can't be wrong.
0: Anyway, we're going to have fun talking about these things.
1: Definitely. So that's why I want to do the podcast. And then the second question, why did we name it Weight Loss And? Dot, dot,
0: dot. Holly, this was your creative idea, which I love. And the idea is when people think about weight loss, they think of going on a diet, perhaps exercising. And what we've learned is there's way more to weight loss and there's way weight loss impacts so many other aspects of your life. In fact, it's the end part of it that I think our listeners are going to be most interested in.
1: I agree. I mean, people want to know about body weight regulation and weight loss, but one thing we think we've learned, or I've learned definitely over the years that it's making it bigger. It has to be more than just that, that that's what brings in success. And we're going to be talking about people who are successful and the things that we've learned from people that are successful. And what does that look like? But I think it opened it up to so much more possibilities. Yes. We're going to talk about nutrition and physical activity, because, yeah, that's important. But ah, it's so much bigger than that. And bringing that in is going to be critical.
0: Well, Holly, you've heard me say many times that what people are looking for really is happiness and weight loss can be a part of that. But one of the things that we're going to talk about is weight loss can do amazing things, but it can't do everything. And it's only a part of how I think people want to live their lives.
1: Yeah. And bringing in happiness to weight loss, I think so many times people think if I'm losing weight, I'm in the suffering sacrifice mode. It's got to be hard. It's got to be punitive. It's got, and that's actually not how to get there.
0: You Who wants bring to in sign up for that? Right? Oh, Give me more deprivation, please.
1: I know, but that's what come to me. They say, okay, I'm willing to suffer for this length of time, and I'm like, we're not going to suffer. That's not going the way that I've you know experienced that this really works. We can have fun. And move forward. It doesn't have to be uh a,
0: yeah, a, a... it's it's not easy, it's hard work, but it doesn't have to be suffering, it can be growth, it can be satisfaction, and those are the things that I think we've learned and hopefully we can help some of our listeners realize.
1: Yeah, and it's big on mind state, right? You can see it if you want to choose to see it as hard and you know difficult, you can, or you can shift that. And see this as growth, like you said, and opportunity and possibility and all those things, which mind state makes a big difference, which really fits into this and that we're talking about. So why do you think that people will listen? I mean, you know, we say why we're doing it, assuming we have listeners, I'm making a big assumption at this point, but assuming we have listeners, what's in it for them or why is it unique? Why would, I mean, there's a lot of podcasts out there. Why do they need another one?
0: Well, I think what we're doing is bringing our blend of science, which we've participated in for many years, and personal experience with helping people lose weight. I mean, we'll talk about some of the other stuff we've done. We both worked with a reality television show, Extreme Weight Loss, and we learned some things there. We've run so many groups. We've looked at people with weight loss maintenance. We've had some registries where we follow people that have been successful. So we have a lot of experiences. And at the end of the day, what we're hoping we can provide is practical tips to people. You call that, Holly pie on the plate rather than pie in the sky.
1: Yeah. I think we'll talk about pie in the sky. We always kind of talk about the big picture and these, but then what people really want is how do you take that, translate it and give me something I can use, which is pie in the plate, pie in the sky to pie in the plate. Yeah. I use that all the time. I I like food analogies and who knows why, but use a lot of food analogies. I think that this podcast can be different. And I think people will see the uniqueness of it because I hope we can tell it like it is. This isn't going to be smooth. I always say, you know, we're going to do this and I'm not going to, if we say the wrong thing, we're not going to delete it out. I I edit it out. Let's, this is the real thing. We're going to say it like it is weight loss, body weight regulation is what I call messy. You know, there's a lot of different factors. Everybody wants it to be easy and one thing. And I know that's even what our listeners may want, but I, after this long, That's just not how it is. There's not one solution. There's not one thing for everybody. It's messy. And figuring out what you can do, you know, is is an important piece. And so I think we we tell them that from the beginning. And the fact is, we don't have to be right. I want to get some people on here saying some things that we can discuss. And we don't all have to be right about it. And, you know, that, like I said, I think I'm at a time in my life where I have nothing to prove. I have nothing to prove. I only can, you know, I'm here to learn too.
0: Yeah, and at the end of the day, it only works if we give people information that helps, and that's what we're after. We're after providing you, the listener, with information that's going to help you be more successful. Yeah,
1: and then last, I wrote on my list fun. I'm not doing anything at this stage of my career that's not fun, and I think if you're listening to a podcast, I think it should be fun too, right? It, it give you the information, but let's let's make this fun because I'm like I said, I'm where I'm ready to have a lot of fun.
0: I agree. Let's let's provide useful information and have fun doing it.
1: So I wrote down some of the things that we're going to talk about to give just a little bit. This is our first episode. What are the things that we're going to talk about? You know, I was thinking last night, there's three big areas people always ask me a question and they always fall. The questions may be slightly different, but they fall in one of those these three areas. And the first one is, My metabolism's broken. I mean, I'm an endocrinologist, so it's kind of natural that they might come to me and say, okay, I've got hormonal issues or my metabolism's broken, the physiology's off, you know, but something about my metabolism, can you help me fix it or help me understand what's going on from a metabolism or physiology type viewpoint? So I think we're gonna talk a lot about that. Second bucket that I wanna talk about in these podcasts are motivation. Why will I continue to do it? You know, Another group of individuals come and tell me, I know what to do, but I don't do it, which makes sense. I mean, Jim, you know, we all know we should be eating vegetables and moving, but that doesn't mean we eat vegetables and we move very much.
0: Yeah. And for this, Holly, it's long term, too. A lot of people approach weight loss as I'll do anything for two months or three months, but not for. Ever. And what we've learned is it does take a permanent change forever. And that motivation changes. The thing that motivates you to lose weight, is going to be really different than motivates you to keep it off a year or two years or five years or 10 years down the road.
1: Yeah, that's that internal motivation versus external motivation that we talk a lot about. But I love the idea that we're going to talk about what to do. That's what people want to know, what to do. But equal time equal time and motivation why they will do it. It's just as important. And so many times people just concentrate on what do I need to eat? How much do I need to move? What do I need to do? When in reality, yes, I always say, yeah, you need to have a good evidence-based what, but why will you do it? Just as important, that motivation. And then the third bucket that I think we can spend some time on, on these podcasts is, can we make it easier? they come to me and say, it's hard. I feel like I'm struggling. Is there any way that it could be easier for me? And that's that pie in the, in the plate, right? Really helping people with some concrete things they can do to make this easier, or at least feel easier um, during the journey or during the process. Yeah.
0: I think that's really important. You and I have both studied for many years, Those people who have been extremely successful at losing weight and keeping it off, and they have to work pretty hard on it. And I think what we can do is still going to be hard. So if you're really looking for a quick fix, you aren't going to like this podcast because we're about the long term. But I do think uh, it's a fair question to ask, how can it be easier? Does it have to be this hard? Can it be easier? And I think the answer is yes, it's still going to be hard. But we have a lot of tips that can make it easier for you and increase the chances that you will succeed.
1: yeah, yeah, definitely. So people really want that. so I think that's that's the topics we can talk about and there's so many different topics and I think the other big bucket that people always come to and this is really your area you started this is why do people fail or we can reverse it? Why do people succeed? you have really spent your whole career delving deep into those questions.
0: Yeah. Um, and, and that's something we can talk a lot about. We do know some behaviors that successful people have in common. We know less about the motivation, but we can certainly look at some things that are red flags for failure. And again, we will spend a lot of time talking about what we've learned from the. National Weight Control Registry, the International Weight Control Registry from our study of people who really do succeed.
1: Yeah. And, you know, maybe just give the listener a little bit of background because this is one of the things that I-, I love about you. You know, I think it was over a beer, you talk about the National Weight Control Registry, which was is a group of individuals who've been successful at losing weight and keeping it off and where we've published lots of papers on that. But This concept of do we focus on why they fail or do we focus on why they succeed? And I loved how you turned it around.
0: Yeah, with my colleague, Raina Wing, who's a fantastic behavioral psychologist. We started the National Weight Control Registry in the early 90s, and it did start literally over a beer. We were at a meeting and had lunch together and kind of were bemoaning the fact that everything you saw in the media was about how hard it was to lose weight. And one of us said, boy, I wonder if if people out there succeed. And we kind of looked at each other and said, well, that's an interesting question. How might we study it? So we started the National Weight Control Registry. What we did is we asked for people who had maintained successful weight loss for a year or more to join this registry. We didn't know if there was anybody out there, but what we found is there were a lot of people out there. And so when we looked at it, our goal was, uh, we thought, ah, we're going to find the the key to success and we're going to write a book and get rich. Well, as you said, it was more messy than that. What we found out is there is almost no similarity in how they lost weight what we saw is a similarity in how they kept weight off. So that's what we pursued in the National Weight Control Registry. So we ended up studying about 10,000 people who had succeeded in long-term weight loss. And there were a lot of similarities. There were always exceptions. So whatever we found that was similar, there were people succeeding who didn't do that. But the similarities were really impressive. So we started studying the factors that are associated with success rather than failure.
1: Yeah. And that wasn't common then. Everybody no. really focused on the failures, which I thought right. was so interesting. What a mind state kind of interest. Let's let's focus on why people fail versus, ah, huh, it makes sense now. I mean, but it didn't really make sense then. That's not what people did. I always love it when you suddenly see something differently. I also love that this great idea that has become, you know, so many papers, so much data has come out of this, started over a beer having fun, right? Something just just like that, which I think shows just that collaboration and all of that. So we're going to bring a lot of that learning to this podcast, the people that are successful. You've now started the International Weight Control Registry, so it's even bigger right now.
0: Yeah, we've really engaged scientists all over the world in this uh, quest to uh, understand long-term success and weight loss maintenance. And interesting, in the National Weight Control Registry, remember, Holly, this was in the paper and pencil era. We actually mailed questionnaires to these people. Now we can get them online and do things quickly. So we're able to study both success and failure. So we have people in the International Weight Control Registry that lost weight and regained it. And we can compare those people to ones who lost weight and kept it off. It's really exciting.
1: Yeah, yeah. So all that can come in. So I think some of the future topics, I wrote down just a few of them so that people get a flavor that we could talk about. So these new weight loss medications, definitely, I think we should talk about those.
0: Yeah. You know, Holly, I think the new weight loss medications is a huge disruption in our field. And I mean that in a good way. I think it has changed the way we think about things. It has changed our measures of success. Uh, Again, they are not magic bullets, and we're going to talk about that. They are tools. And when used right, they can be great tools. But I think it's really exciting that we're in the era of having effective medications. You and I for many, many years worked with companies that developed medications, but they weren't very effective. This has changed. We now have medications that are effective.
1: Yeah. So I don't think they're for everybody, but I definitely think that they are changing the field and, and there's appropriate times. I think we need as many tools in the toolbox as we can have. And I think weight loss medications definitely add, have really added to our toolbox right now.
0: Yeah, but there are a lot of uh, questions about how to use them, and that is going to be fun to discuss those sorts of things.
1: Yes, I can't wait. Also, timed eating. I think we can bring that up. We have some experts right here at the University of Alabama, Birmingham, that talk a lot about timed eating. Should you weigh yourself every day? I get that question. Should you get on the scale? Should you look at the scale every day? What do you think about that? I know that's a very controversial behavior to weigh yourself. Can you be healthy at any body weight? What do you think about that, Jim?
0: Um, I think that is something we need to talk about in depth. There's no simple answer. My own sense is weight loss is always a good thing. We know that weight loss improves health in so many ways, but we also know that there are ways to improve health without weight loss necessarily. So I think it's a topic that's going to be really fun to discuss.
1: I do too. And that, you know, it has so many different levels to it that we can really get into. So I love that. And other sugar substitutes, big questions out there. Do they make you gain weight? I think we can handle all those kinds of things and and really get a bunch of differences of opinions and really get into that. So those are the types of things that I am looking forward to. The other thing that I wrote down is really, I want for the the listener to ask us anything anything related to weight or really anything, just kind of to have that open and be able to do that. So that's why I love weight loss and because yes, you can ask about weight loss. And anything that you think may be related or, you know, kind of make it much broader than that. So send us questions. We and have- send
0: us the controversial and hard yes. questions. Yes. Those are the fun ones. Don't send yes. us the easy ones. We can answer those. We want the ones that are going to take some consideration that Holly and I may disagree on that we can uh, really talk about the complexities of weight management. Yeah.
1: That we definitely aren't going to agree on everything. I can already, I can already tell you that, but yes, send us the hard ones. Send them the ones you care about, and then you can send them to hello at weightlossand.com. So that's our email. Hello at weightlossand.com. And I want this to be fun. So I want to kind of, as we're, we're starting to end, I want to ask some questions just to you, Jim, and let's let the, the listener oh, get to know us a little
0: bit better. I have to answer. Oh, no. Yeah. I didn't study.
1: You didn't study. That's perfect. So I thought it'd be good at the, to end with some of the stuff that's kind of unique about us getting to know us a little bit better with the idea that they can ask us anything. I think we'll have guest speakers on at some point and we'll be able to ask them these, th- these type of questions too. And I want to have listeners on. I want to have success stories on. I want to have people who are struggling. I want to have the community, our community on at the a seat at the table at this podcast, talking, giving their opinions too. I think that for some of these topics will be critical. So get ready. We're gonna ask you some of these questions too. So, Jim, I wrote down a couple. Wine or beer? Are you a beer drinker, wine drinker? The Wine. Not me. Can't stand wine. Red I've wine. tried red Ugh.
0: wine. That's my thing.
1: No. I have tried and tried and tried, just don't like wine, beer, every single time. Beer drinker, absolutely. Um, I wrote down, what scares you?
0: Oh, that's a tough one, Holly. Again, looking at sort of being at the end of my career, I would have to say the thing that scares me is being irrelevant. I want to make a difference and it scares me to think I might not be able to. And that's why I'm excited Uh about hopefully using this podcast to remain relevant.
1: Well, you already have made a difference, but I understand that. That's your drive, right? To continue to make a difference. That's what you love to do. That's your passion. That's your purpose. And so I can i can understand how, if you felt like you weren't gonna be able to do that, that would be a fear. I wrote down for me, spiders. This is something no one knows. i If there's a spider in the room, I am not going to be in the room. And before everybody sends me, Emails about how helpful they are and all that kind of stuff. I get it. I'm not trying to kill the spiders. I'm not trying to get rid of them. But spiders, definitely something that scares me. And then last one, Jim, what job would you be terrible at?
0: Oh, my God.
1: I really well, thought about it this morning. What would I be terrible at? There's you know, that.
0: Holly, we do a lot of, um, of research projects. And on every research project, we have these research coordinators And they're just exceptional because they focus on every little detail. They're making sure this is done and that is done. And I'd be terrible at that because (laughs) I get bored with the details. I like the big picture, but I know that the details are important, which is why throughout my career, I've, I've surrounded myself with really good detail people.
1: I totally agree. You you would be terrible at that because Jim's attention span to details is very short. He's like, yep, yep, you make all that happen. Make all that happen. You're definitely up there with the big thinking and the, the little details. Not are not necessarily your favorite. So I thought about. I would not be a good actress when we did the the TV show Extreme Weight Loss. Anytime they needed to script anything, like even if it was just Watch Tonight at seven p.m., I could not do it. I am not a good actress at all. I mean, I can't even. Put a sentence together if it's like planned out. So I don't see how they do it. And then poker player. People have always said, I am a terrible poker player because you see, you can see everything on my face. I cannot hide anything. Everything just kind of comes through. So that's just a little bit about us. All right, guys. Like I said, we're going to have some guest speakers. We want to hear from you. We would love for you to be on the podcast. We're going to start reaching out to some of you. And the big thing I want to do is... Have an impact, but, but really have some fun, willing to have fun. And I am going to make sure that this is not a stuffy thing, right? I just don't like some of those podcasts where it has to be that way. All right. Going Let's to get
0: this show on the road.
1: All right. And last thing we always are going to start pie on the plate, pie on the plate. Remember pie in the sky, pie on the plate, practical tips, something to try. So what single bit of advice would you give someone trying to lose
0: weight? You know, I'm asked that all the time. And the first answer I give is there's no one piece of advice that's going to do it. But, you know, one of the things is approach it as a long-term task, not a short-term task. If you say, I'm going to do whatever for the next few weeks, it isn't going to work. You have to say, I am ready. Losing weight and keeping it off is a priority. And I am ready to make some permanent changes in my life. As you said, we're not talking about deprivation. It does not have to be deprivation. But unless you change something, your weight's not going to change. So you have to do it and it has to be forever. So be patient. Think about this as a long-term commitment.
1: Love it. Love it. So mine would be really just one thing. I'm going to give them just one thing to try. And this is all about mind state. And when you're out there trying to make behavioral change, just change the way you say it. And so many times I hear people saying, oh, I have to exercise today. Got to get my exercise minutes in or I have to eat this way. going to have to do some meal prep to just simply switch what you say and instead say, here is what I get to do today. I get to go out and move. I get to go out and exercise. I get to go out and meal prep. And you think, oh, what's the big difference? Huge difference. Huge difference for people when they really start to practice this and really see this as something they get to do instead of something they have to do with the suffering and the sacrifice. Being in that different mind state would be one of the biggest tips I would give someone if they're just starting out to really try to flip that around and see if you can just say that and even just feel how it feels a little bit different. When I get to go out and move my body today, I get to go out and exercise and I, uh. I have to go out and suffer and sacrifice and move my body today. Just that. All right. Anything else, Jim? I think this is it. It's a wrap. Wow, Holly, this
0: is a lot. I think it's going to be fun. I think we've got a lot of topics to cover. And I love the idea of ending with practical information. We're going to talk about stuff we don't know, but hopefully we will end with a tip that really reflects what we've learned that does work for people.
1: Absolutely. All right, guys. Love y'all. Until next week. And remember, it's going to be all about the and. Love y'all. Bye.
0: And that's a wrap for today's episode of Weight Loss And. We hope you enjoy diving into the world of weight loss with us.
1: If you want to stay connected and continue exploring the ands of weight loss, be sure to follow our podcast on your favorite platform.
0: We'd also love to hear from you. Share your thoughts, questions, or topic suggestions by reaching out at weightlossand.com. Your feedback helps us tailor future episodes to your needs.
1: And remember, the journey doesn't end here. Keep applying the knowledge and strategies you've learned and embrace the power of the and in your own weight loss journey.